So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha. Okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 15 of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Sarah tells her mom that she's pregnant, Puppy attempts to turn herself in, Ray and Brittany celebrate her birthday in Miami, Christiana dips out and John flips out, and Lacey and John meet up to discuss their future, or past. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating, or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going? Uh, why do I have so many car problems? I feel like I'm hemorrhaging money right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not great for you. All the different ways you get around are just costing you extra. Oh, my gosh. It's like, can we get sponsored by some kind of car company? Can that be a thing? We can get free cars. Free cars. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I was actually going – I was thinking smaller than you. I was like, let's get like – Free bicycles, free electric bicycles. <laughs> no, I was thinking just let's just get an auto repair shop. We can we get sponsored by the auto repair shop and get free repairs at least. Oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I guess you know that would be an option. That would be a solution. Yeah. Speaking of cars, uh, John was driving a pretty cool car, or at least he thought was he was he? cool driving it. Which wait wait which John? Oh yes, that John with the Mustang, the convertible Mustang. Yeah. That John. There were multiple Johns. Yes. Because oh, right, right. Sometimes I forget. We, we, yeah, we do see John in his uh, very cool, loud car that he's yelling in. Because yeah. – well, first we see Lacey though and she's on her way somewhere and she's complaining about how, you know, Shane lost his shit and the argument they had and, you know, she feels like he's just another kid to take care of, blah, blah, blah. She's justifying leaving him basically. They ask about the fight in an interview and she still is not really forthcoming with the details. She just says that – you know, there was some fucked up shit that happened and Shane needs to get his shit together. But anyway, the kids are with her dad until things settle down. And so it seems like a good time to meet with uh, our old buddy John to discuss their hookup the other night, which she says isn't, you know, the proper way to be doing things. Be- and she seems to think that wasn't proper be- just because they're not committed to each other, not because she's married to somebody else. They just need to be committedly in a adulterous relationship i guess i don't know but anyway then we switch to john who's like just cruising down the road in his convertible um and john also talks on his way to this meeting he knows Lacey, you know always has a reason to get together and he suspects it's probably not a good reason for him or for her but you know he still gets there and he wonders what the hell he's doing there because he even used the words that she is uh fucking evil as he kind of stands behind her and just, I guess, leaves the meeting for next time. So, we'll certainly see more of him next time. But, yeah. I mean, I guess out of all this, why do you think he showed up when he's only talking about why he shouldn't show up? I don't know. I don't even know why he hooked up with her. I mean, yeah. last – I we have not even heard what the deal is with his girlfriend, right? Correct. Does he even still have a girlfriend? I forget girlfriend's name at the moment. But, you know, it's like – the girl that we've met and he seemed to be trying to move on with. And I mean, he even says Lacey is evil. 
So at this point, I don't feel bad for John. It's clearly a decision that he keeps on making, a mistake he keeps on making. And I don't really know if I feel sorry for any party involved other than the children that have been brought into this world and don't want to be cared for. Uh, yeah, just shove them off to my dad. I got to think about which of these dudes I want to bang. Like, uh, I, I got to get, got to get some, got to get some ass. So, dad, yeah. take my kids. They got to go. Like, I just, yeah, it's so messy. And I, I, I mean, I do feel bad for John because they kept when he was in the car using that camera angle that like just focused on his bald spot on the back of his head. Yes, <laughs> it was like growing. <laughs> yep, I noticed that. I do too. feel bad for him for that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Well, okay. let's kind of go back to why John keeps on coming back to Lacey. Um, He says he still cares about Lacey. Fair enough. But, you know, this is like one of those um, people who have a hard time identifying what it is exactly that they love about the other person. And, you know, when he talks about why he still cares about Lacey, he throws in like this is the only thing he says because she's attractive and pretty. And it's just like. Okay, so this is like the basis of all these terrible life choices you're making is like this woman is pretty because there's other pretty women in the world. In fact, the girl that his girlfriend, she's just as cute, maybe not in the same kind of fake way as Lacey, but she's just as cute. That's what makes it hard to gauge because when yeah, I just, Lacey is very much not my type. That the 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 amount of fakeness that she has going on with her look is definitely not me. So it's mm-hmm. kind of jarring to be like, but she's just so pretty, and I'm like, is she? Is she pretty? Like I don't know that she's got that. And she's like I don't know if you noticed this, she had like a weird way of walking when she was like walking to her car, where she has she walks in a way, especially when she had those tiny shorts on, where she's like sticking her butt out the whole time. Oh, yeah. I saw some a really, really bad butt implant this last weekend. Um, so, but I mean, like, her, hers have got to be kind of – I'm not I'm not trying to imply that hers is a bad butt implant, but I'm just saying it, it could no, go No, I just think rails. she's going to have, like, hip issues when she's 50 because she walks, like, with her whole hip, like, tilted so that her butt sticks out the whole time. Yeah, it kind of uh, reminds me of people who, like, have a hard time walking in wedges specifically. I don't know Uh what it is about wedges that make you kind of, like, force you to, like, you know, lean forward almost a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's similar to – it's it's a close cousin of the – the girl who, you know, walks like chest forward and, like, has her shoulders, like, cocked back when she walks and you're like, I know what you're doing there. Like, they're – they're as big as they're going to get there, lady. But, <laughs> but I mean, but uh, it's just the other thing he always mentions. He he only mentions how pretty she is, and it's like kind of like a sunk cost fallacy. Oh, we have so much history. There's been so much. Yeah. She's been there for so long, and it's like, well, have they been good times? Because it doesn't sound like it has for really either. Right. Of you. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I have no idea. Um. Okay, my impression was that it seemed kind of obvious, even if it's not for a good reason, that Uh he was, like, into her. But I don't know if it just seems so obvious that she's into him. It just seems like he's an option. Yep, he's there. I think she's only into the fact that if all else fails, I can call John and he'll be there. Yeah. that's, That's her big attractive attraction to him. Well, that and she keeps on saying, like, I don't know why I keep doing it. And it's like, uh, first of all, it's just super annoying because it's like, why are you so disconnected from the decision? 
You know, yes. like I couldn't. I don't know. Next thing I knew, I was like having sex with him. Like, like you, you weren't part of the decision making process or something. That's true. Yes, that is annoying. Especially, it's that it always does annoy me too when people are like, I don't know how I ended up having sex with them. I'm like, I feel like there was a direct line of things that happened <laughs> and choices that you made that led to that moment, and you can't just be like, oh, this happened. Yeah. I mean, I could. I think I could um, maybe empathize with. I wasn't really thinking through the consequences, right? If someone said that to me, right? Yeah, yes. I just was making impulse decisions and not thinking through the consequences. It's like, okay, I can understand that rather than like, I don't know, I like, I just that they just happened. Yeah, and like, well, and because it was the point where she called him, she shouldn't she shouldn't have even done that? Like, why right. even reach out? Let alone get to the point. Where you're having sex with them, right? And and yeah. and and her reasoning, I, I still couldn't get that. Like it was like she's done with Shane, but we've seen her have her mind made up before that she was done with Shane. She always has her mind totally made up, and then is like, well, I don't know. One of them pissed me off, so then my mind wasn't made up anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Who the who knows what's going on? So I mean, she didn't even mention. What was going on with Shane? I mean, the only thing that I can possibly say about Shane at this point is it seems like he's not really in the picture if Lacey's like full on seems like she's trying to like figure things out with John at this point. Yeah, but we've had it before where John freaking moved into the house. Big daddy's home. Get your stuff <laughs> out. And then like, no, and then she ended up having a baby with Shane later. So it's I, I don't know. It's just she she just she goes so quickly from all in to all out. Like yeah. it, it, it's it's dizzying. Yeah, all right. Definitely. So let me let's move on to the other person who's out, and that's the other John, right? So not the other John, mm-hmm. it's the Christiana. So but that happens later. First we see John, Christiana, and the family waiting around at a park for a visit from John's sister, Maria. Since he describes hearing from her as being a brick to the kidneys. It seems like their relationship has not been ideal, but actually it turns out John just doesn't seem to understand that bricks to the kidneys are bad and hurt a lot because it turns out it's been – it's really like he hasn't seen her since she was eight years old and uh, DHS, which I had to look up. That's the Iowa version of CPS. Yeah. Um, took her uh, after their dad's house blew up in a meth lab explosion. So they haven't seen each other in 20 years and they hug and cry when they see each other. Along with Maria come her boyfriend Austin, their kids, and even Maria's mom, who at one point was John's stepmom. He she fills him in on the details of what happened, you know, after all that since last time they seen each other, and apparently she was back with her dad when she was eleven, and he got her started smoking meth. Uh, and apparently John's dad was a super bad dude, at, so bad he was even on the FBI's most wanted list at some point. So anyway. She says she's been sober for a while, which gives John some hope for Christiana. Next up, John starts his naming ceremony. John is – he says he's doing a ceremony to give all the children their Lakota names, which I guess when he gives them, they're private to him. So he whispers them into her, into, their, into their ears, but then also says you'll be known from these names from now on. Like instead of your other names, get rid of those names. You have these names now. I was very confused about yeah. what they're supposed to be doing with these names. Right. Anyway, while he's doing this, Christy is kind of over on the side watching the ceremony from afar and it makes her feel sad because you know, this is John reconnecting with his sister and her sister is, you know, 
isn't there, out of communication, whatever, and she misses that connection. So the next scene we see is John filming himself with his selfie cell phone cam filmed in vertical because Christiana is missing and there's nothing left but a wine glass and she's not even supposed to be drinking. So the producers rush to the house and it says four hours later when they hear that Christy, they heard like Christy was home, but it turns out she's not there and John is sweeping up the remnants of the wine glass that he apparently threw four hours ago. Anyway, he shows the producers uh, ring camera footage of the of when Christy left the house with a big old backpack and a purse. His concern is that she's going to Tara's house where relapse is a real possibility. So he hasn't heard from her since. He says yesterday evening or yesterday afternoon. And before she left, she seemed a little off. His way of dealing with this is like packing all of her stuff and putting it outside in trash bags to move her out. So soon, John's friend and elder, Carrie, shows up saying that, you know, it's been a while since he's seen John this pissed. So Carrie reminds him of the commitment they made and also that, you know, John doesn't actually know any of the facts yet. So maybe let's not overreact and move her out. Carrie worries that John is not concerned about – is not only concerned about the potential relapse, but also that, you know, if she talks to Tara, Tara might snitch about him telling her not to come to the wedding. So this seems really weird and I feel like we're missing parts of a story. I don't know. Why do you think not only did she just jump out, but she didn't – she's been out of contact since whatever, a day or so? I feel like we're missing part of the story too because John got super pissed. Like he's just like, okay, she's out of here, like packing up her stuff and it's just like, how did you get to that point so fast? Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it's been a day. I don't – because it was nice yesterday afternoon and that's the last time he talked because he was like, she always texts me goodnight. So I don't know if it was he texted her goodnight and that was the last he heard of her. He heard from her and then this morning she was gone and so it's the afternoon and he came back from work and she's still not there. Like I don't know exactly how long she's been gone either. Right. Um. Yeah, it's really hard to say but it kind of seemed like, OK, a day if that because – yeah. Kind of seems like, you know, that wine glass, why are you just letting it sit around for, like, days on end? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right, because it looked like he just found out she wasn't there, but she's just like, oh, this wine glass is here, right? Yeah. So it seemed like when he was on his phone was when he first realized that she was gone. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It just, I feel like there's so much more to the story, like, he might have some kind of hint as to why he thinks that she's relapsed, right? Like more clues because he seemed like legitimately angry and just seemed also really sure that she was using again. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) I mean, Carrie really had to talk him down. Yes. I mean, he was very sure that he went to, she went to Mm Terrace and I'm not sure I guess we are pretty sure about that because where else would she go? Yeah. Right? Where else does she have to go? Mm-hmm. But because he was like, well, she's in Dubuque. And it was like, okay, well, Dubuque's not like somebody's <laughs> house. Dubuque is a city, you know? It's like right. – So he, I, and I assume – and the sister lives there but there's other people there too and other trouble there too because he was like – but the way in John's head and the way he frames it, the only thing in Dubuque is meth. Like that's it. That's all that's in Dubuque. Yeah, it kind of seemed that way. 
Yeah. The I mean, okay. Me, I, I've never been to Dubuque, so I apologize if we have anyone who is from Dubuque or, you know, some kind of ties to Dubuque. I think in this context, that's why Christiana goes. So I think it's pretty safe to say that that's, you know, the association. We we know, we know somebody from Dubuque. You know that, right? Do we? Yeah. Oh, is she? Yeah. <laughs> no, we I feel like we have to talk yes. to her. <laughs> um, one of our fellow teacher readers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize. Yeah. So, I mean, so I know it's like a city, and just like all cities. Yeah. If you want to find trouble in a city, you're going to find trouble in the city. But if you don't want to find other things in the city, you'll find other things in the city. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, she's she's like a family lady, right? She's got – Cute little oh, yeah. family. It's like, yeah, she's not yeah, yeah, yeah. out in the back, like you know. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, he, you're right. He's very. But I mean, is that him or is that him accurately assessing the risk of a situation, or is he just catastrophizing it? Like she's gone. That must be it. She's back on the thing, and she's back on the wagon, and that's it. It's forever done. Like I'm just jumping from zero to zero to sixty right now. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I like I said, I feel like there's so much more to this and I just I feel like there's more to this. Not obviously there's more to what we haven't seen, but I mean, I feel like John knows more than he's saying too. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it cuz he kind of said she was acting a little out of whack and uh, and stuff like that. So it Yeah. Yeah, or is or is it something that he did and he's like Oh, I'm gonna be in trouble now. Like, uh oh, you know, did he did he do something wrong that he, it makes sense that she would leave and run away from that? And he's like, bad. I don't like that. That's bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's just it, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. Can we ask? Can I ask why does he have moving blankets nailed? to his wall as some kind of room separator slash curtain? I don't know. Because he does everything half-assed. Everything he does is half-assed. <laughs> the car that he had that he was fixing was half-assed. Like, yeah, the, the, the room separator curtain, I'm like, I mean, I, I know it's not, you know, not everybody's made of money and everything, but right. like, why does that room even need to be separated? You know, it was like a kitchen to a living room. Yeah, it's kind of like um, people pay to get open concept floor plans, and you're basically they do. Trying to and do if the you opposite. didn't, I have if you didn't want one, how much does it cost to frame out and drywall a little tiny wall that size that you wanted yeah, there? Know. You know, it's like well, it'd be like a but, door or something. Hang a door, like one of those. Yeah, um, you could one of those barn doors that are that are popular right now. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't – because, I mean, they don't want to completely – I mean, he was actually going in and out of there. Yeah, but, I mean, you could – if you, you could put a half wall. You know what I'm saying? You could you could put up a half wall that covers the door if, if you wanted that area covered. And what? Climb over the half wall to get into the kitchen? Well, there's a half – you make it so it's, like, framed out so it's, like, a it covers the wall. Just like every other kitchen where you just leave a doorway. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it was. I feel like – and it was completely covered. So it's like uh -huh. they don't even want to see the kitchen from the living room. So you put, so then put a door. Forget a yeah. barn door everything. Just put a regular-ass door. It's like 
six Why screws. Why are doors so expensive? Interior doors are pretty cheap. No, opposite. Because I was going to say, I was looking into getting some French doors, um, you know, my room space. And I think it was like $1,000. No, I, I yes. promise you, for his cheap-ass house. You find me one. I can go you to find home. Me Not, You're looking for French doors. I'm looking for oh. the door that's on your bathroom costs less than $100. Really? I don't yes. know, because I wanted those replaced, too. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> so why are doors so expensive? I don't know. I replaced a bunch of doors in my old house when it came in. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Moving on. All right. Moving on to Amber and Puppy. So Amber is worried about Puppy because Puppy has a warrant and pretty much has, hasn't turned herself in. Amber's concerned that Puppy has run. And so she stops by Puppy's house to see if she can get a hold of her since Puppy has been ignoring her calls. Puppy's car isn't there, but Amber wouldn't put it past Puppy to park a few blocks away so no one knew she was there. Puppy just isn't at home and Amber's concerned. So she's sitting on the front porch, you know, to wait for Puppy and eventually Puppy does show up. Puppy says she doesn't want to go to jail because she just got engaged and she's worried about her mom's health. Eric, Puppy's fiance, is also opposed to her turning herself in. Amber thinks the only way to keep Puppy out of jail, like, you know, in the long run, is for her to turn herself in. Amber convinces her to call the chief, the chief supervisor. Puppy calls the chief supervisor and gets voicemail, so she texts instead. Her parole officer then texts her immediately and says the only way to resolve the warrant is to turn herself in. They take shots as Amber tries to convince her to resolve it immediately while Puppy worries that it looks bad that she's been avoiding the situation for so long. Puppy says this is the most ready she's gonna be, so it might as well be now. Puppy admits that running away is just not a realistic solution right now, and Amber's keeping her on the right track. Amber is driving Puppy to turn herself in, as Puppy seems to be continuing to drink out of a red cup. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, but later we'll kind of see why maybe she wasn't. I hope she wasn't. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she's drunk rambling about, you know, how she never imagined things happening like this. Uh, Amber asks about Eric and Puppy says that she just loves him. She likes that he's selfish about her, but if she wants to be free to be with him on the outside, she really does have to turn herself in. Puppy worries that she's just not going to make all of this because if we remember, she's on paper for 20 years and so far it's been really hard to follow the rules. She's also worried that her mom may die if she's in prison. They roll up to the place uh, where she's supposed to turn herself in. And at the very last minute, Puppy has a meltdown. She just starts ripping off her microphone and says that she just can't. And then she gets Amber to pull over, switch places that so she can drive. So that's why I say, yeah, yeah I hope she wasn't uh-huh. drinking in that red cup because she like, you know, Amber seemed to just be. But I mean, Amber was also taking shots. I don't know. We didn't actually see Amber take a shot before they got on the car, but she definitely was the one pouring the shot. So Correct. I don't know. There's questionable possible drunk driving in this episode. So I guess this is the obvious life lesson, right? <laughs> And yeah. you shouldn't drink and drive no matter what your situation is. But come on, if you're on a warrant, like, what are you trying to do here? It's well, okay. I just thought, like, the whole thing with better. So, okay. Obviously, yes. Like, drunk drive, drink driving while you're on the warrant is mm-hmm. just, it's, 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 it's a incredibly dumb thing to do anyway. Like, right. forget that. Uh, I another thing. And then, but to do it while you're on a warrant, because, and, and I, I thought she couldn't get dumber because I was like, at first, I was like, all right, so here's your plan. 
you're going to go turn yourself in. And, mm. and I think they were like, the only way to do it is turn yourself in. And But I, I, I couldn't tell if they meant turn yourself in and you're going to go back to jail and it's going to be, we don't know how long, but that's what you have to do. Or if they were saying, if you want to throw yourself on our mercy and like, you know, basically try to make this have this go away, you actually have to show up and do it. You can't like do it from hiding, right? You have to right. actually come out and take the risk and say, I was wrong and like, I'm sorry, let's get this warrant taken care of. And that's what they mean by turn herself in. I'm not sure which one of those two things it was, but well, either way, either yeah. way, neither of those situations is helped if she shows up smelling like whiskey. No, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> no, that's that's very true. Um, I mean, I think the reality is she's gonna be in jail at least for a little while, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe just a few days while they're resolving things, and you know, I don't sure. think this is something that she can avoid, like getting some jail time. Now, in terms of getting sent back to prison. I think that she has a good chance of staying out of prison if she can, you know, justify and explain. But it's like she's not even bothering to explain. No, no. It's just like, can I get this warrant erased, please? Yes. Please and thank you. I don't want to. That person's a liar. And it's just like, well, then what's the real story? That person's a liar. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, okay. I actually live there. Like, why doesn't your neighbor think you live there? Because they're yeah. a liar. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, now would be the opportunity to say that I have a boyfriend. I, I'm just over at my boyfriend's house very late at night. Well, she you can't know? do that because she's probably not supposed to be with her boyfriend. Like, and that's that's where I think the thing comes in because uh, right. Eric is also a criminal. I don't know if he's – he's an ex-con, right? An we, ex-con, we know he served sure. time as well. He's an yeah, ex-con. We don't know if he's still on parole. I'm – Guessing maybe not, but he has previously been in prison. Right, which means that there's probably – if he has pre- – that might be somebody because we don't know different states or different rules. And the fact that Georgia puts people on paper for 20 years after a three-year stint. absurd to me. Like when they first said that, I was like, no way. <laughs> that They might have some harsh parole like uh, they do. stipulations. But I also feel like if you're uh, – if that is the the timeline for being on parole, I feel like they're going to be a little bit more lenient about who you live with and things like that. Because, I mean, even Amber was living with um, – what's her face? Oh, yeah. Uh, she Queen. was living with Queenie. Yeah. yeah. Queen's an ex-con. Amber and Puppy, they were both in the same house. They were, you know, jail buddies. So, I mean, I think like – I think maybe Georgia's idea of being on parole is possibly like they need to know where you are, right? So that if they want to roll up on you and check things out, they will. But how, you know, if you have a crap ton of people like on paper, because you're going to, you're going to accumulate a lot of people if everyone's on 20 years, right? The amount of yes. resources you have devoted to checking up on every single person is probably, you know, what, once a, once or twice a year, you get a random call. Like, where are you? Okay. It also seemed like super sudden that she went from like, I'm not going to do it. I can never do it. I can't possibly do it to, all yeah. right, let's go. Right. And also did that without talking to Eric because she knew he would try to talk him out of, talk her out of it. Right. Right. And that's the alcohol like that, talking. Yeah, that's 
Oh, drinking that crown. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm very curious about where she was driving to. Was she just driving away? Because even Amber was like, where are we going? Like, I'll show you. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, let's talk about other people that should have been driving away but did not. And that's with Sarah and Sean and Sarah. So, the whole Sean, Sarah crew is out on a picnic. Well, you know, the crew besides the family he left behind in Nevada is out on a picnic because it's – because we've jumped back to summertime again. All the trees are green and everybody's in shorts. Yeah, Um, weird. So, while Sean plays with the kid – um, you know, mom and Sarah go for a walk so that they're out of the earshot of Sean. And Sarah tells her mom, but at least we have already deduced on this, you know, on our show, on our podcast, she's pregnant. God, and although so she sad. says that she didn't tell Sean yet, which is probably a lie. Well, it's either a lie or they haven't filmed that other segment that we saw a couple weeks ago yet. Yeah, but anyway, probably because I was going to say summer happens before winter, right? Yeah, but it's not like – but if it – that's what – I'm very confused about the timeline. Yes, as you should. She's, preg- she's pregnant and she, you know, just found out and it's, you know, not showing. Well, if it comes to wintertime, it's not going to be like, I wonder if she's pregnant. If, if this, this was filmed in June and she's just pregnant and then let's say even say it's November when they filmed the other one. It was just getting cold outside, right? right. She's going to look super pregnant. I don't know. I mean, she's a tiny girl. And she was wearing sweaters and jackets. I don't know. I put it this way: the producers would have known she was pregnant. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it would have been some like weird secret thing that, that Sean was like, I didn't want to tell him. I didn't want to jinx it. He said, I didn't want to jinx it. Like I, so, we're pat. Yeah, if you're six months pregnant, you're past the point of like jinxing it. Sure, jinxing it, right? Yeah. So my suspicion is that this most of the summer scenes were like. We need a scene of when you told Sean. Like, let's go. Let's let's uh, refilms. That's my guess. Shane, my guess. Oh, Sean. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Sean. Yes, I know. Uh, we're all all the terrible men mel- melting together. Anyway, right, right. So anyway, continuity aside, we know for sure that she's pregnant because they show us some footage of her looking at the pregnancy test and telling us how it happened. They, you know, used condoms at first, but we just started swinging away from them. First of all, she said swinging, and I was like, you started swinging? And it's like, away from that. It's like, oh. <laughs> are you sure this kid is Sean's? <laughs> yes, are we sure this kid is Sean's? <laughs> anyway, she says she's pretty terrified about the situation because she doesn't want to end up as a as Sean's bitter baby mama. Kathy, her mom, is pretty pissed about the whole thing. Well, I mean, not necessarily about being a grandma, but the fact that Sean's going to be around now forever and this kid's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, Sarah tells us that she's very upset that kind of now that with this new baby on the way because her plan was to focus on Abby and repair their relationship first. But anyway, Kathy asks Sarah if she's sure Sean is the one and she just kind of gets silence. But then pretty soon it's um, Sean's turn for a walk and talk. But we don't get to see her make the announcement. So we'll probably see them next week in the in the finale. Mm. So uh, – we talked about this before we started recording, so I wanted to bring it back up now. Um, how do you think Sarah thinks condoms work? Uh, <laughs> she thinks that this is like, uh, you know, the shot. <laughs> you take a shot, it's good for three months. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
I actually heard a rumor, and I I don't want to like say it's true or not, but um, there was this uh, high school couple when I was in high school, and they had gotten pregnant multiple times. I think she had abortions or miscarriages or something. But sure. I heard that they were like reusing condoms. It's like, okay, how expensive expensive. are condoms? Yeah, it's like, so I feel like people just are, you know, when they're talking about that, like, uh, oh, it's 97 effective with, like, a proper use. It's kind of like, why do you even have to put that caveat? Oh, these people. They would be like, oh, yeah, it's not effective. And you're like, we used that condom last month. Like, I don't understand why I'm pregnant this month. Yeah, it's, that's insane. Because, well, the other thing that happens is, like, my understanding is one of the most common mistakes people make is you try to put it on upside down and you go, oh, it yeah. doesn't roll over. So then you flip it over and put it on. Yeah. Well, you just got sperm all over the outside of the condom and then you flipped it over and then you use it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's wrong with people? <laughs> right? Like oh it's supposed gosh. to if – you, if you put it on wrong and you, it doesn't roll down, you're supposed to be like, oh, that one's trash. Then get another one. <laughs> Yeah, but I can kind of see how people would be like, oh, it's fine. Flip it off, right? You wouldn't even think about it, right? You wouldn't even think about it. Actually, I say that. It doesn't work, but I can see why other people think that. Backing up, the most common way they fail to work is this actually counts, this Sean and Sarah thing. We Uh use them sometimes, that counts as improper use. Yeah. Like, and that goes, (laughs) which is why, like, with typical use, they're like 78% effective like that. Because that's why, because people are like, Oh, we use them sometimes, but other times they were like <sighs> over in the other bedside drawer and we didn't want to get up and go get it. So, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, I know that we had kind of – you had spoiler alerted me last week and said, yes. you know, I think she's pregnant or I've heard <laughs> on, you know, starcasm, you know, she's pregnant. So, right. like, I I had not heard that because I hadn't gone out of my way to, you know, check out what's going on with uh, up-to-date cast stuff. But, okay, so knowing that going into this, watching this episode, I was like, how can people not get that she's pregnant? I mean, I get that I had knowledge of it before, but she's a tiny little girl. She wears Uh tight-ass clothes, and she has a bit of a pooch, you know? Uh And granted, like, that's normal, like, how most people look, like... That was very average looking, right? But like I said, she is a tiny, tiny girl. So it was just like, oh, oh, yeah, there's something going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did he not notice? I just assumed it was like a food baby. Like, you know, because if you get out of prison, you start eating a little better. You're going to start gaining weight. You might get a little bit of pooch first. I could see that, right? Yeah. I don't know. The part that was weird to me was like. And I, I don't put this delicately and, you know, do the thing. But, like, the fact that they're like, well, I'm pregnant. And then the mom's like, oh, what, 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 how, it says something. And she's like, well, there's nothing you can do about it now. And it's like, there is? and <laughs> Well, apparently it depends on what state you're in these days. <laughs> yeah, apparently it does. But you know what I'm saying? At least acknowledge that's not something I believe in. It's not something I could do and then move on from there. But the fact that right. it was like, can't do anything about it. It's impossible. It's like, it's not though. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think especially in like a public forum like this saying, you know, like I have chosen to live with my – like the consequences of my actions, you know, or – Yes, or whatever it is, whatever whatever it is, but but to pretend like that's not an option, like further stigmatizes it in a way that like I feel is like harmful. 
Like it's something that I wish was more normalized that people that that comes up as at least an option instead of pretending it doesn't exist on this television show. It is weird to me. Just everything that's going on in Texas has really kind of made it seem like we have gone back in time. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like it, it. I don't know. It just it's it feels like we're kind of living in a different time right now, and you know maybe it is one of those things where even if she looked into it, you know that's not something oh, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. admit on TV at this point. Right, right. And I just I I I wish we weren't in that place either. That sure. that we weren't in the place where that would be something people wouldn't admit in TV to even looking into. Right, right. Because right. it does. It. I mean. <sighs> I mean, sad as it is, I feel that one of the reasons why we want there to be choice around it is because we don't want people feeling like they're trapped. And right now, it's like this girl is trapped with Sean. I mean, that should be enough to give any lawmakers like... The kind of reason (laughs) to make this more flexible. It's like... Yeah, get stuck in your life with a partner like Sean. Okay, maybe we should be more flexible about the terms of abortion. Right. And especially now, like, it's when she finally does this and she realizes, she even says it like, oh, crap, he has another baby mama. He's Mm -hmm. done this before and it did not end well. (laughs) Right. So I could see – I could easily end up like that. Like, wow. Like, you know, and it's not until like – it's almost not until – this happened that she was just kind of like, well, you know, it's different. Our relationship is different and I'm a different person and things are going to be better and he's so good with my kid. And and then like all of a sudden she's like, oh, wait, no, I could be Kelly too. Right. Watch out. To be clear, I'm not advocating for Sarah to have an abortion, okay? No, no, no. I mean, me either. Right. I think what we're trying to say that is it's unfortunate that she has this feeling that she's trapped and she has this feeling like she has no other options you know and that in itself is unfortunate to feel like you're chained to sean for the rest of your life that seems terrible right yeah (laughs) it's uh, and yeah and and i don't know how this is gonna play out with abby Right. The one that she was like, I've been not haven't been in her life. You know, that would be tough when you're six and you're like, my mom finally came back. And the first thing she did was get knocked up, have a is have another baby. Like, especially when you're six and you're whatever, how or six or eight or whatever, like you don't understand the nuances of things. It was like, well, I spent three days with my kid and it was like, yeah, but I was going to say kids are weird, though. You know, like you never know what they're going to think about things. Some kids. Right especially the idea of it, like of having a a sibling, they get really excited about it, right? And I think part of it is because they might be jealous of, you know, the classmates, you know, and their their friends that all have siblings, right? Because it's pretty common for kids to have siblings. Like um, it's more likely that you have siblings than you're an only child, right? And so I think like kids get really excited for it at the beginning. But then when they kind of see that they're not getting the kind of attention or, you know, um, kind of whatever love and affection that they were getting before because everything's kind of split, I think it really kind of depends on the kid. Some kids don't really care because they're like, cool, I have a sibling to play with now. You know, and if their attention is kind of, you know, 
directed that way, it's fine. But then you have some of the kids that, you know, they just want the attention of their parent and then they're the ones that are going to struggle. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of kid Abby is. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Because to me, it just seems like with all these people, Mm -hmm. like but the people that we know them and we know Sean is just like – Sean doesn't have the ability to pay attention to two things at once. Oh, God. I know, right? (laughs) Right. And so if there's a new baby, he's not going to pay attention to Abby. Like she's dead to him. Yeah. Right? And and, and, and like – and I get – and Sarah, the same thing. It's going to be like her whole life is about just this kid and this asshole he's married to. I can see it going – Really sour very fast. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, too, is I am not ultra convinced that Sarah is like so, so into Sean. I don't think she is. She doesn't, doesn't seem like she seem is. doesn't seem like it, right? So I no. just, I kind of can see her, you know, still like trying to be a good mom to Abby through it all. Like, you know, she's not like we've seen some of these cast members that to me, I could see them doing this. It's like they get so involved with their new man, their new partner, their new little family that they've created that yeah. they could easily ignore, you know, other family, including, you know, maybe kids they've had outside of that relationship. She just doesn't seem the type. She does not seem super invested in Sean. It doesn't seem like. She's so obsessed with him and this little family that they're creating, you know, that she would exclude Abby. So I I think it's going to be – I'm going to cross my fingers and say I think it's going to be okay for Abby. I don't think she's – I don't think she's like – has that weird infatuated obsessed with Sean. She doesn't. Right. She barely no. tolerates him, <laughs> right, at best. Yeah. But she's going to have to deal with his shit because he's a shitty person yeah. and he's going to suck up all of her time and attention because – He's a piece of shit, yeah. you know, and it's like – and that's the part that, that I'm more worried about than her being like, you know, head over heels, starting a new family, blah, blah, blah. It's going to it's gonna be a pain in the butt to be married to this guy. Good lord. Could you imagine the ch- like what a chore that is? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Kelly at the end of the day still wanted to be with him, at least according to him. So – I yeah. don't know. Maybe he isn't the worst. To be fair, the one partner. person, the one person in here that's probably going to end up taking the most care of Abby anyway is the person who's been taking care of her the whole time. That's Grandma Kathy. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Maybe there's. Maybe Sean. Maybe he gets the job done, even if he might take detours to get there. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely. I mean, the more we see of him, the more I'm like. Yeah, Destiny overreacted a lot, but she was pretty right. He's a lying asshole, and that's pretty oh, much yeah. all he is and all he's ever going to be. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I just – I really worry about how it's going to end for Sarah and Abby. Yeah. I'm not oh, worried about totally. him at all. Oh, no. He'll be fine. That's, the, that's nah. the most frustrating part about it. He'll be – whatever he wants to do, he'll be fine. He gets – he has full dictating over how well this ends up for him, right? Yeah. It's And that's just – that's just – that's the super frustrating part. All right. So oh, back to – I don't even know how to make it segue to this one. But let's – Brittany and Ray. That's the only people <laughs> left. All right. So Brittany is packing up for Miami and heavily implying that there might be something special that happens when they're there. Among special things that she's expecting are the proposal, obviously, and – um, having sex the whole trip because she bought some like sperm strengthener or 
whatever. I don't think that's an actual thing. But <laughs> also, she finds out that she's ovulating. So it's time to make babies. Anyway, they get to Miami and Brittany lists all the people that are there. There's a lot of them. Uh, her friend uh, gets there once to know the plan for the weekend, which is, you know, turning up and baby making. But anyway, they go back to the hotel room to get started on the second thing. And, you know, Ray teases when they're alone that he's got a surprise for her. And she wants to know when this surprise is coming so she can plan everything out, which is right. So then they have a commercial segment. And when this is when the guys are going out and they're getting ready. And, you know, Ray says he hasn't been out in quite a while. So long, in fact, that he doesn't even know much about, like, what vapes are. That's what they apply, at least. Like, what are these? Huh? What kind of stores are we getting cigars? It gives him flashbacks about his old days when he had all that illegally obtained money and he wouldn't even have to pay attention to how much he was spending, sometimes dropping two or three grand a night. So meanwhile, Brittany is busy trying to come up with a with a couple name for them. She settles on Briance and Ray D, which gets eye rolls from Ray D. <laughs> so anyway, then we go back and we kind of get back and forth to this hotel room. Brittany and Ray are in the hotel room starting off with their champagne glasses. And Britt says it's going to be a night she might not remember, but hopefully she'll never forget. Her friends show up and yeah, a lot of more bottles of champagne going around. And he's anxious and nervous about getting too shit-faced as Brittany seems to want this night to go that hard and he doesn't want to get in trouble. So the guys step out to get us, go get some cigars, which is the segment we saw before. And Brittany tells the girls that Ray said he has a surprise for her. And they all put two and two together and figure out figure it's a proposal. Her friends ask if she's ready for that. And she adamantly says, yeah, of course I am. We're already trying to have a baby. <laughs> so the party continues at a rooftop bar that production is trying to pass off as a club. It, like they're the only ones there. Yeah. Um, but they seem like they're having fun. So there's a montage of drinks and a party. And then Ray in front of everyone wants to show his appreciation for Brittany. Bye. And we don't know if they leave it off there. Oh, uh, so what do you think? Is he appreciating her by promise ringing her or engaging her? No, he's engaging her. That's going to be my bet. Um, if you look at the ring that he actually – because you got a quick glimpse of it. That was not yes, as, he, as he was packing. Right. And that wasn't like the most modest ring. Like that was a pretty decent ring for, you know, an appreciation sure. ring. And I get it that Brittany was just like, she wants something big, right? More than that, right. I'm sure. But I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough for an engagement ring. Um and I I don't know. I just He's really, really setting this up and he knows that she has the expectation that he cannot. I, I don't want to think about this from my dear, dear Ray, who is like <laughs> been an angel on this show. You know, sure. it's like uh, he's not that dumb. You know, he gets it. He knows he, he knows it. what she wants. Right. He, he knows gets that that's wants. the expectation. Yeah. He is not going to build this thing up. Like, I mean, he led into it. He told her he's like, I have a surprise for you later. It's like. No, you, you've already got her hopes up by even saying that. So not even yeah. he is that dumb to build it up like it's going to be an engagement just for it to be, I appreciate you. Yes, an appreciation, Here's an appreciation ring. ring. I know. Here's an we, appreciation we, ring. We need yeah, another one yeah. of those. Right? Yeah. I mean, 
I feel like, do they feed him the appreciation ring line? Do they like, oh, this would be a great idea. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I know, right? It is sharp, you know. Uh, yeah. The only, the only thing that I'm just like, is this an engagement? Is why is his shirt undone as much as it is? It's like that is not appropriate engagement picture, like proposal yeah. picture. Yeah, well, she style. wanted all the pictures out, like. He wasn't, and he was getting it out, and it's just the, the phrasing, and they're probably teasing me on it, but yeah. like the phrasing of, I don't know who starts a, a proposal with, I wanted to show you how much I appreciate you. Like that yeah, is automatically, right? that is the, um, there were many candidates that applied for this position <laughs> <laughs> of starting off. Like, wait, I know where this letter's going. <laughs> I just skim for the, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry yes, to inform well that, you. Ugh, I've get, they've gotten better at that. They've gotten better where it either starts with congratulations or I'm sorry. But I feel like when we were getting into college, you would be like, you know, you know, prestigious university is a, it has applicants from all over the country. Yes. Like, damn it. Like, oh, sure. In fact, you know, I got – And just even applying to our school is a great honor and achievement of right. its own. You're like, oh, no. When I got my acceptance letter, I had no idea that it was an acceptance letter. Like, I just had kind of thrown it off to the side. I didn't even – like, it – you know, you know how people are, like, really excited about their letters and, like, did I get yeah, it? Did yeah. I not – I didn't even know. And then I was like casually bored and it was almost like junk mail. I thought it was junk mail. So I'm just like really? reading it. And then I was just like, oh, I think I got in. <laughs> I think that's what this letter's saying. Wait, is it? Why are they sending me housing information? I was like, I think that's, that's what weird. this is. <laughs> mine was like, mine, at least back in the day, yeah. you know, we're, we're as old as we are. Yes. Like it was the big envelope or the little, you knew before you opened the envelope. Yeah, like they either but, sent you the big envelope that had the book and stuff in it or they sent you a little envelope that said, even back sorry, buddy. Then, I put myself on, you know, the check the box when you took the SAT or the PSAT. Like, do you want to receive uh -huh. like information from colleges? I said, yes. Yeah. So I constantly was getting oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. brochures Definitely. Yes. and packets and things from, um, you know, colleges that were recruiting. And so I thought it was just another recruitment package. I didn't even think that's why I said I just put in the junk mail pile. And when I was going through my junk mail, you know, that's like toilet reading you know it's like oh i guess i have nothing else to do might as well read my pile of junk mail oh no, i guess now, i got now, into college <laughs> now all the kids get emails I they know, have to get it through right? an email like yeah oh, so geez. they know exactly when it's coming you know oh, it's like yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, God, it's, it's 12 o'clock. And then I had yeah, – refresh, oh refresh, 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 refresh. I had one student in my class that just started crying in the middle of class. And I was just like, what's going on? She's like, I got into Harvard. And I was just like, why do you have your phone out? <laughs> that was my first reaction. Like, you shouldn't know that right now. We're in the middle of class. Why do you have your phone out? Oh. Yeah, yeah Miss H is real strict about phones, so <laughs> – that's the takeaway uh, from that story. I, I, I'm starting to get a reputation for uh, for for your get the reputation for phones. I get, I get in the mask reputation. I can see people coming at walking down the hallway towards my classroom who aren't even in my class, and like the masks are going up as they walk past. Oh me. gosh, yeah. No, okay. So Mr. O has the mask reputation. I have the phone reputation. So I take a lot of cell phones. I turn them into the front office. The front office knows me. They. Give me stacks of the cell phone envelopes unsolicited. Like, I think you need more. I guess. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, All right. Um, so speaking of school stuff, what about your student of the week? 
Oh, my student of the week was hard to come up with because yes. I went through all of the main cast and were like, yep. no, 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 no. I knowed them all out. I went with Carrie, I guess, I John's friend. <laughs> I did too. You know, honestly, I kind of felt like everybody needs a Carrie. You know, he was yeah. the one who was saying like, Calling him out on it. Why are you just assuming this? Why aren't you like, you know, you've done a lot. Why would you just jump to this conclusion? It's like Carrie is just very and also the part, are you are you are you really worried about her? Or are you worried you're gonna get in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, what about your dunce? Uh puppy. Like yeah. the, dr- getting so close to turning yourself in and then turning drunk around. driving away from the police station? Just terrible, <sighs> terrible idea. Like yeah. No planning at all. Like, because she even knows on some level, like, it's only going to get worse. The longer this goes on, the worse it gets. Right, right. Drunk driving. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Bad. Okay, so my dunce is Sarah. I mean, as much as, you know, I wish it didn't have to be this way. Yeah. It is the woman's responsibility in a lot of ways to either communicate your expectations for birth control or take control of it yourself. You know, and so what I mean by communicating is insisting that Sean use a condom if that's going to be your method of birth control. And from the other perspective, as uh, the guy, Mm -hmm. right? I don't like, no, I I don't want, like, no, I'm going to use the condom whether you ask me or not. If you say, no, you don't have to use it, I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to go ahead and use it. (laughs) Okay, so I hope that really doesn't come off as sexist because I blame Sarah for this. But, you know, but, you know, Sean. No, but she's the one. She's the one who has to. She has. She's the one that's going to have to bear the burden no matter whose mistake it was. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, you got to protect yourself. You know, you're going to really put it on your dumbass partner, Sean, to protect you in this situation. He's selfish. He doesn't want to use a condom. You can't put it on. I mean, you can put it on him. There's ways that you can put it on him. And I don't mean like literally the condom, you know, I'm saying like put the responsibility on him. But it's like she has to take the initiative. And I mean, it's sad that it has to be that way, but you kind of have to protect yourself at the end of the day. And I just feel like she didn't do that. It's got to be. It's got to be exhausting being like, do you have the condom again? Like, I know. What are you doing, Sean? You know, you're supposed to have it. Like, there's so many options these days. I feel like, you know, what was that one they were advertising for a while? Frexy? Basically, I think it was like a spermicide. Yeah, that seemed like, yep. Yep. There's a lot. There's a lot. And it's like, I, I am definitely one who is like, you can't do too much. Like, let's oh, two <laughs> yeah. things. We're doing two things now. Let's Fantastic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and okay, it's absolutely one thing if you wanted a child. And I think, like, you know, maybe we should be putting this on Sean more because it seemed like Sarah was kind of weirdly okay with the idea of having a kid. You know, like right. when, when they talked about – now, I don't know if it's because, you know, in the confessions because we said they've been doing a lot of weird timeline things. So, I don't know if she's sure. just gotten used to the idea of being pregnant at this point. And so, she was like talking about it like, yeah, kids, blah, blah, blah. And then Sean, idiot Sean over here, I don't know, six kids is a lot. I don't know if I can handle it anymore. <laughs> if you really think that, idiot, you probably should be uh, taking more initiative when it comes to the whole birth control thing. Yeah. You'd think that, right? I don't yeah. – yeah. It's just very very all confusing to me. So that's all a good right. one. So my life lesson though is maybe a little harder. Like 
with the a very very um, strong ex- exception of if you're running away from abuse, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're running away from abuse or the, your partner's abusing you, this this life lesson isn't a life lesson at all. You did the right thing. You can't just – you shouldn't just up and leave the, your SO without like any kind of explanation or yeah. any kind of communication because presumably, you know, if we're assuming that uh, John's theory is right and she's going to see Tara or she's going somewhere else, right? And mm-hmm. she didn't tell him because she doesn't want him to follow her. Well, you know what he's going to do right now? He's going to follow her and he's going to look for her and he's going to find her. You're not preventing what it is you were you were trying to prevent. Right. And it's part of just being open and honest with each other. Like you can't just up and leave. Now, again, again, the huge caveat is unless what you're doing is getting away from him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my life lesson is to puppy and almost every other human being out there because I feel like this is so common, especially, I don't know, is it that I notice it more because we're teachers or is it just a generational thing? But it's just this whole avoidance of conflict, mm. right? It's yeah. like I feel like people are so like avoidant of conflict and they're just like simply okay with the idea that things are getting worse the longer that they avoid it. And it's just like they just can't bring themselves to, you know, confront whatever it is to make it easier on themselves. But, um, you know, there's some things that are just like unavoidable. And so you really just have to suck it up and face the consequences. Like it makes I don't know. It just makes no sense to me why people avoid when you cannot avoid something forever. Yes. You're like. Yeah, you're, when you know that the person is going to find out. Yeah. And like it's just a matter of – yeah. they either And even if it's like they find out from me or they find out from somebody else, you know it's going to be worse if they find out a different way. Right, right. right. You know it's going to be worse that way and you know it's going to happen. And especially – maybe not in this one, but I've seen it happen when people know when the time is. Like yeah. I know exactly when they're going to find out mm-hmm. and I'm still going to like avoid, avoid, avoid. And and when they do find out, they're going to know exactly how long I knew. There's all kinds of situations we see like that. And they're just right. like, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. How about I just drink this whiskey instead? <laughs> Sounds like a good yeah. plan. Let me drunk drive away from this problem. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just – it confuses me as someone who – and I get it. There, there are uncomfortable moments that you you don't want. And there's uncomfortable situations like this isn't even like, a, oh, it makes me like feel uncomfortable inside. This is like, a, oh, yeah, it's going to suck to go back to prison. But, you, right. you know, you just got to do right. it. But it's like but, but she also knows in the grand scheme of things, the longer she waits, the longer she's going back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Right. Puppy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, one more episode of this. That's right. Group. Season yeah. finale like, next week. Looks yeah. like we got. You know, lots of things blowing up and a few things wrapping up. It looks like we'll have – it looks like we'll have a, a rather explosive one based on the preview because sometimes, you know, they're kind of like all the explosive stuff happens on this episode and the yeah. season finale is like, mm, Yeah, this one was kind of just like slow moving. Like we found out yeah. a couple things but it was it was overall kind of slow moving. A little bit of a yeah, cliffhanger and it's here a and setup. there. It was clearly a setup for next yes. week. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. So next week should be pretty good. So we will see yep. you all then. All right. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.